do you think they intentionally make biscuits dry so that you're forced to eat the gravy with the biscuits? Yes. Yes, especially why, in Bojangles. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, you got to have continued business somewhere. You got to upsell at some point, right? You got to try to upsell. Yeah, but then they could just sell you better biscuits and make more money off of that. Yeah, but then they don't make money on their gravy. Yeah, but the gravy probably costs like a cent to make. <laughs> Again, upselling. No, what a waste of time. Bro, you know the up, you know the upsell on like bars and alcohol? Oh yeah. They get they get their prime bottles for like 50 bucks. Yeah, but they don't have then... to make the alcohol. They just sell the alcohol. I'm sure at Bojangles, they probably have some secret recipe that they need to make the gravy with. Maybe probably protected as hard as a KFC secret recipe, but <laughs> it doesn't make nearly patty as much. secret formula. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marching Arts Podcast, your guide to all things marching. Uh, and like we just said a moment ago, uh, today we're going to be talking about parades, a little bit of the history of it. Um, we're going to get into some some of that dark and ugly that, that you know, uh, we we mentioned that we, we like to, to bring into these kind of these these episodes. Um, or we're just going to talk about parades, uh, you know, and, and there's not really a good way to start talking about parades. So we're going to start like this. Hey, James. Hey, Harrison. It's actually pronounced you, parades. Do you like parades? <laughs> um, you know... When's the last time you've actually watched a parade? And, and watched a um, parade. And a know. it has to be longer than five minutes. I mean, trying to probably... exclude a certain thing that we used to call parade. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the homecoming thing we did? No, I'm just talking about I'll walk. Oh, I, well, I'll walk's not parade. People will call it a parade. You're in parade block, and we play cadences. Well, and people watch us on the street. Yeah, but that's a that's a typical. So I guess we can talk about that later, or we I guess we're here. We can do it now. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's there's two different kind of things, right? In in high school, you have a typical parade, right? And and then in college, you've got parades, and then you've got like pregame, like like performances and that's what we called owl walk and a lot of people you know, like at georgia state they call it panther walk right um it's where you just go and support the incoming football team yeah but i mean and that but that's mainly a college thing wasn't our owl walk separate than the owl what was the thing called where we did the stand tunes as a football team arrived that's owl walk well then wasn't there also the parade that we would go from our facility into the stadium yes what was that called? but that's not us going to the stadium <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was a parade because people would line up on the streets to see us i mean well then i guess you could classify it as a parade well that ties me into this let's do this uh, i've pulled up the um the history uh, Mir- of parades yeah uh, according to miriam webster so trusted trusted source to me mm. um the word parade itself has a uh, little celebratory meaning behind it. It comes from English or it comes to English from French right. uh, where it traces back to a middle French word meaning to prepare. So, um, and I then guess, the original yeah. and the original English language, uh, it did, it, it did require preparation. 
However, when the English started using the word parade in 1600s, it referred uh, to it as uh, um, a pompous show or an exhibition, huh. which were, which is, you know, a, and then as the English moved into America, that's where we started taking over and doing it our own thing. Right. Um, and I, I can that talk makes about because like the military obviously had to get into formation. And I guess if you're getting into formation, you are preparing for battle. So correct. Correct. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the difference between the two because a military parade is exactly what you just said, right? right. They're getting ready for battle. They're uh, getting in formation. They're getting in they're marching into a battlefield rather than just moving or, or even sometimes they would, you know, move in a block to a, to a location. Right. Um, whereas for uh, the United States, parades started in 1778. It was right, a, it was right after the uh, Declaration of Independence got signed. Okay. It was the first ever parade in the United so States. So like celebratory parade? Correct. Um, I was going to say so, again, like, I guess militaries have always been doing parades. They just haven't been celebratory because there's no other correct. efficient way to get somewhere than. Correct. So that's, that's why I want to. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk about the two different, like, you know, the, the two different kind of worlds about it. Um, and I'll read this. Ingrained in political, military, and religious context, these public manifestations, e.g. national celebrations, festivals, parades, or public mourning rituals were initially rather rudimentary in nature beginning in the mid-18th century, um, and this is talking about America specifically, right. and reaching their maturity in the 19th century, the parade's role was to establish political power, accent mainstream traditions, um, i.e. like the Macy's Day Parade, and maintain historical and cultural heritage. Now, I'm not so sure I agree with the cultural heritage part, but um, I agree with the rest of it. Well, I mean, it's part of, I would say, American culture to have parades. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but but what do they mean by maintaining cultural heritage? Because, I mean, the, uh, parades are for at least celebratory, celebratory parades are, <laughs> I still can't say it, are, you know, they do them for different things, whether it be homecoming, um, which would be, the culture of that homecoming or yeah. it's like the big shanty festival in Kennesaw. That's, you know, about the city. Um, right. So there you go. So I, I mean, you agreed with yeah, the I, statement I, I, right there. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Good job. You did yeah, well. I know I'm doing great. I, I'm doing well. You try to read um, a whole article. That's pretty good for you. Hey, shut up. I read. It's not like my D&D character can't read. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but my answer is I am indifferent to parades. <laughs> um, I think they're useful. Uh, or not useful. You know, useful is the wrong word. Uh, I think there is a place for parades. Mm -hmm. Like at festivals and inaugurations and things like that but just random parades that happen i don't i don't get yeah, i was gonna say like as a band kid 
I guess it's nerdy to say, but I always usually just look for what bands are in the parade and see if I recognize any of the names. Or um, right, it's always cool to see when like a DCI core joins like a national parade because you know they're gonna absolutely blow everybody's minds and be like, "Wait, that was a marching band?" It's like, well, not quite, but yes, for you. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So and that's crazy. And they the the only one I've ever seen DCI groups in, just because I've never really been in a city when when they've done them. I just because mm-hmm. it goes by so fast. Right. Um, is the Choa one in Atlanta? Oh, okay. Um, they're usually in the usually there's one or two in that one. Usually it's been Spirit of Atlanta and like maybe Carolina Crown or right. someone else. But I haven't I haven't been to a Choa parade in in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time, I, last time I was at a Choa parade, I was in it. So <laughs> okay, was it Cavies or Madison Scouts that were? I think it was Madison Scouts that were in the Macy's Day parade like five years ago. Now that was the Scouts. Yeah, yeah that, was, that the was flipping awesome. Seeing that on national yeah. TV and like just seeing them between like multiple skyscrapers. So literally, that sound was like being trapped no more than like forty feet away on each sides. Yep, must have been like it... ear bleeding. For the people in the crowd. <laughs> it's nuts to me to think about even, you know, what we would classify as like a mid-tier DCI group mm-hmm. blows every other band out of the water like big time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so that's so another testament to, to the skill and dedication level of DCI groups. Yeah, especially um, when that was just a reunion parade. So just like, hey, were you ever mad at Scouts? You want to ma- march in the Macy's Day Parade? Cool. Yeah, which I will say, I marched in a, in the 2014 Macy's Day Parade, mm-hmm. um, and man, what an early morning that was! Because yeah, we so, we uh, got up we got up at like 3 a.m. Try to get a 220 person band up at in high school. There's no less 3 a.m. Well, no, I was uh, that was Georgia State. Oh, okay, um, so it was uh, collegiate. Okay. I thought you were gonna so you were saying you were in like the Macy's marching band. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, uh, no, no. Okay. I, no, I didn't have that honor. <laughs> so then moving on, do you like marching in parades then? Maybe you, as a person, do not, are indifferent to the purpose of parades, but do you like marching in them? Hey, I like marching in parades. I like seeing the um, the the crowds. I like being, and, and they're relatively simple to do as a marcher. Mm-hmm. Um Unless you have a really complicated parade set, like if you stop to do like mini drill, <laughs> right? Like some like some groups do. We I never did that, so Same. kudos to to the groups that did. Um, but I, yeah, I would say I like being marching in them better than I did watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's more fun, you're doing something. So I will say though, you don't get the benefit of getting candy. <laughs> um, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Again, you do have to show up really early and then leave at the very end. Um, but our band directors were pretty cool for some parades. They'd be like, ah, oh, we marched long enough. We'll just drop out of the parade right here. Um, yeah, was, and that was how sometimes it was for us too. Right. Um, we would be, we'd be like two thirds of the way done. There'd be no audience members anymore. Right. And they would just be like, eh, just play taps on the snare drum. We'll just walk until we're off the yeah. end of the parade. And then it's just like, <laughs> such a hit or miss with weather either it's too hot and everybody's dying or it's the perfect weather or it's too dang cold and everybody's (laughs) miserable um so oh man and like can i I tell a story about the cold and miserable yeah sure why not so 
back to the Macy's Day Parade, cold and miserable. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, I, I, I think we've said it seven dozen times already, but we're from Georgia. I was born <laughs> and I was, raised. I, Born and raised um, in Georgia, the whole life. Never lived in a state. Quarter century. <laughs> I mean, over a quarter century now. Um, yeah, I'm old man. Um, so we went to New York for the Macy's Day Parade. It's my first time ever being in New York. Right. Number one, I got in the way a lot. Because New York, yeah, on the island of New York, everybody moves really fast, um, yeah. and and down here we don't. <laughs> um, and and if you think you do, you still don't move fast enough for New York. I promise you. Um, and we again, we got up at three a.m. to do this parade, and for a little context for the Macy's Day Parade. That 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 square that is that you see on the on TV, mm-hmm. um, not all the groups that are on the parade go through that, um, and because some so they basically have two different kind of routes. They have a right. TV broadcast route, so that's like all the marching bands, performers, and things like that. And then they have like another one uh, for like the floats and stuff because they're not going to go right in front of the square. Yeah, um, and they kind of like loop around a building and then rejoin back in where they were. Okay. Um, and, um, but that's not all of them. Some of the floats do go through the screen. Um, but anyway, they, (laughs) 3 a.m., you go to the square and you get one run through. (laughs) You get, you get three minutes to get your entire band through the screen. You got three minutes. That's your, that's your slot. And it's because it, every three minutes they would cut back to, you know, the reporters or wherever to talk about a different float or something and then go to the the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did our run through. And by the way, that thing, I don't know if they've changed this since 2014. It's almost 10 years ago. Um, but it was road paint. So when you when you marched on it was really slick, uh-huh. um, and we have a very there's a memed video of one of our our guard members from Georgia State. The camera cut right to her, and she busted it oh, right there no. in front of the camera. Um, so it was, it, I mean, she was okay because you couldn't really make out her face, so right. it's okay. <laughs> but um, and and no injuries, so um. But in the parade, so back to the point why I started talking about the cold and miserable. Um, we started the parade um, and got about like, I don't know. And it's a long parade, um, like super long. Um, and we started, got about like a third of the way through it. And it started precipitating from the sky. And and the reason why I say that is because it wasn't rain. Mm-hmm. It wasn't sleet and it wasn't snow. So slurry. It was just it was just ice. Oh nice. <laughs> Falling from the sky. Um it was freezing. Um 
And then, like, when you're wearing gloves and you get all that water on your gloves and you should, your hands start pruning. And I, I guess yeah. you always had the you always cut your fingers out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for like brass players are probably already like rubbing their fingers together because it's like you get like real pruny and 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 gross. Um, mm. and then you just smell bad for like a week. Um, even better. It's just, uh, it was wonderful. Um, that, and we were, uh, and the last part of the story was that we were, uh, trombones were at the front of our parade block. You know, it went for us, and we'll talk about uh, parade right. block set up here in a minute. Um, but we we had our sign, and then we had guard, and then we had, and then trombone started the actual band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on that front line, and we would have, we had kind of a flashy horns down we would do. And we did that horns down, um, and I was uh, was to the left of center, um, and the guy to my left, when he did his horn flip and put his horn down, Mm -hmm. he didn't, and trombone trombone players know what I'm talking about, he didn't pinky up, (laughs) he didn't hold his slide with his pinky. So when he so when he threw his horn down, he launched his slide oh boy. off his trombone like 30, 40 feet in front of us, and we all just watched it go like on the on the Road. asphalt. Nobody yeah. moved because you're, you're in the Macy's Day Parade, so you yeah. can't like break. Um, and uh, he just we just marched past, and he and it luckily it fell right in front of him, oh, so good. he was able to just kind of like bend down, pick it up, and put it back on. But it was like craziness um but all of that to say those are the kinds of things i like in parades and why i like to march in parades all the crazy things that happen all the crazy things because you can't say you did crazy things or saw crazy things when you know when you're just standing there right except for Um, one thing we're going to talk about later so when you marched in the macy's day of parade um did you guys march patriotic songs or like marchy songs or like fun songs? And then, um, gosh, I forgot my second question. Oh, did you have like multiple songs to go through or did you always just have one song? And that was the same song on repeat. So I think we had a pretty standard rotation. I think a lot of groups do this is where they have like three songs they pick and mm-hmm. then they have like a cadence in between. Right. Um, so for the Macy's Day Parade uh, specifically, we did, um, we had our fight song was one we did. So I guess you could say that we had a marchy song. Right. Um, and then we did uh, Let It Go by Frozen mm-hmm. um, because that was 2014. So right. Frozen was like new. <laughs> um, and then we had Sweet Caroline was our third one. Oh, okay. So. Uh, it was really funny when KSU started playing Sweet Caroline, and I was like, man, right. I thought I escaped this song. <laughs> <laughs> you never escaped that song. It doesn't matter never, if you're a musician or not. If you're a live, uh, uh, breathing uh, person, yeah, you'll never escape right. that song. Right. What um, about you for, for when you marched in praise? What did you guys usually um, do? Our band director was like, every single bloody band does a patriotic thing, and it gets really boring after a while. So we're just going to play Pretty Fly and Hey Baby. And all of like the fun stance tune stuff. Um, And I think we would do like three or four songs in a rotation so we wouldn't get bored. Um, But all our parades were usually pretty short. It would be like 45 minutes max of marching. Um, So it didn't get monotonous for us. Um, 
but yeah, I I just feel bad for the bands. So I guess I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe there are people that are like, Patri patriotic songs are the best songs, and therefore you should only play patriotic songs at parades. Um, but if you're like that, then I feel bad for you because um, there's more to life than just patriotic songs at parades. Um, there's more. There's more to life than uh, stars and stripes forever. Right, and um, you got to think about the audience. Like, sure, the audience might acknowledge that you're a really good band, but if you're the 14th band in the parade and you're the fourth one to play Stars and Stripes Forever, uh, it doesn't matter yeah. how good you sound; they're not going to be that receptive they're not gonna to, be it. Into it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I just always appreciated my staff for letting us play fun songs instead of like, oh, it's you know a Veterans Day parade or it's a uh, it's uh we did veterans day parade and i think we did like a just end of summer parade and stuff like that and so it was always like nah we want you guys to have fun so <laughs> play stand soon well good well good now and those are the kind of band experiences i wish everyone had access to because there's right. a lot of there's also a lot of groups out there where it's like we don't we don't dare do a parade um yeah because we are no fun serious only yeah um what did you guys do like to get ready for a parade? Like on a normal parade day, what does that look, you know, what did you guys do as a group? Uh, not much really. We would just have basic block in the parking lot for like four minutes. I mean like the week prior of obviously we would set the parade block. And then if, um, if your practice field is large enough to like run a parade, you know, on it, then we would do that. I know some right. places probably had a track, so they could probably do it on the school track, which would be nice. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so yeah, we would use our practice field as like a parade block, and then our band director. If it was late enough at school, then like all the cars would be gone, so he'd kind of just bring us all around the school campus, even if it wasn't just our like green. Um, so we did that. We would you know set parade block. Usually the weaker members would be with the stronger marchers just so everybody would stand step and when then... you got when you say weaker members with the stronger members mm -hmm. um can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah so like it might be a freshman who is just especially when our our season was a little weird because our first parade would be before it would be band camp and then two weeks of like after band camp and then parade and then our first game wasn't for like another three weeks. Um, so these were like freshmen. They were fresh out of band camp. They maybe had like five weeks of marching experience total ever. Um, so, you know, they would just not be as experienced at marching. So um, we would kind of try to pair up the more rookie people who maybe weren't as comfortable marching just so we could remind them, hey, keep in line. Uh, hey, you're out of step. Um, right. Stuff like that. So... Uh, we would do that, and then we would just show up at the parade, and then um, our first parade, we would always wear t-shirts that had our, like, new uh, show design on it, and then our second parade, we would always wear uniforms, because it was cooler in the year, so it was fine so, to wear okay. the uniforms. Okay, so you guys didn't do uniforms uh, every time? No, it would, that would have been awful, and I know, I feel bad for everybody who has to wear uniforms every single time, because, like, I don't care what the uniform cl uh, material claims it can do it's always just hotter in a uniform compared to jeans and khaki shorts i mean not jeans yeah. but a t-shirt and khaki shorts did you guys did, for your high school headwear do you guys do shakos or helmets 
We did Shakos, um, but I think for Parade, I don't even think we wore Shakos because it was just another thing for us to keep track of. And like, again, if something fell off, like it could break at the Parade and then like a staff member would have to go get it. <laughs> so. Yeah. The reason the reason why I ask is because at North Cobb, when I was there, we were doing um, helmets okay. and they had these two really annoying screws in them oh, no. that were that were right here on mm -hmm. the forehead. So when you wore the helmet, they would stab you in the forehead. So it was really funny. Uh, before the band season would start, the right. boosters would cut out like hundreds of these little foam mm -hmm. <laughs> little plugs, and and everyone's stuffing them in onto the screws in the nice. in the helmet. That's what, so that's the only reason I was asking. Um, for right. us, we you know when we got ready for a parade, um, we would do like one or two parade blocks during our normal like practice week. Um, excuse me. Woo. Long day. Um, and, uh, and then we would have the parade that weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, or if it was homecoming, we would have it on Thursday before the Friday night football game. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, same kind of thing. We'd get there early. Um, we would warm up and then get in block and just do our thing. And yeah. Be done. I just thought it was criminal that you'd have to show up so early for the parade since, like, roads would close so, you know, cars couldn't, you know, get through and then you would just sit around in, like, your starting spot for, like, an hour or two. So more time yeah, was just wasted at parade just waiting for the parade to actually start, but... Yeah, that's the, the downside of marching in a parade, for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. We obviously had homecoming, but we never had homecoming parades. So when I got huh. to Kennesaw, I was like, what, we have to do a parade for homecoming? That seems silly, but okay. <laughs> And we did, we did what, two? <laughs> I know. When I was there, we did one. I don't know what happened after I left, so. We did that. I was part of the first one when we did it, and we marched On through campus. campus. Yeah. Yeah, and that was. So weird. <laughs> not great. Um, But then afterward, we actually marched, like, down into, like, where the transit lot was. Oh, okay. Um, But. I think I think I really only did that like once or twice, maybe. Right. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't really many um, that I can remember because mm -hmm. it wasn't really worth our time. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, so backing up a little bit now that I remember. So Macy's Day is like the big East Coast parade, right? Lots of bands yeah. like sort of want to aspire for that. Um, but also on the West Coast, I think like the Rose Bowl parade was pretty much you know the big marquee parade. Um, so I wonder, like, I wish we had somebody here that had March the Rose Bowl Parade and see it be like, no, yeah, it's the best thing ever since it's, like, January, but it's, like, in, uh, California, so it's not hot, it's not cold, right. and, like, you just, it's not melty time, <laughs> one way or another. So if someone's listening to this that has marched in the Rose Bowl, let us know, uh, drop us a, uh, a comment, let us know how it was for you. Oh, and also, like, had... the Rose Bowl Parade always would have, like, some sort of international presence, like maybe bands from Japan or bands from Mexico or even, like, Guatemala and stuff like that. So I think it was just Since cool. Since being on the West Coast. Yeah. And then, like, it, obviously it was, like, always a flower parade, so it's always more just colorful than the Macy's Day Parade. Obviously, it's not the Macy's Day's fault. It's November in New York. It's always going to be right. <laughs> drab looking. Yeah. 
But Macy's Day is fun. I I wish I was able to march in the Rose Bowl. I'd love to be able to go see the Rose Bowl parade. Right. Um. But it's it's expensive. Flights are expensive. So what? No way. Just walk. <laughs> um. So speaking about parades and and funny things that happen at parades, did you ever have people that like lost pieces of their instrument or like mouthpieces or anything? Yeah, I was thinking about when you were talking about how that guy just flew off his slide on his trombone. There would always be those people that would be overzealous on doing the horns down. And, um, like, when it's colder, obviously, you don't want to jam your mouthpiece in all the way. But some people wouldn't put in their mouthpiece, like, all the way in. So when they did the horns down, um, their their mouthpiece would go flying. And then either they would try to quickly get it but you know it's still the parade or like they would have to tell staff members to try to go find it and other times they would just march the rest of the parade without it um and then the other times you know uh you gotta empty out your slides <laughs> from all the juice all and then the people juice. would take out their mouthpiece and then like you know flip their horn over to do whatever maneuvering they had to do to get all the juice out but when you're trying to march and hold your horn while you're trying to maneuver around and you're trying to hold your mouthpiece at that time, sometimes people would also drop their mouthpieces like that. So there was probably... How, how many mouthpieces would you say get damaged by parades each year? I think it depends on the group. At a high school level, probably a significantly more... a, a significantly larger amount than the college level. Probably. Um and probably virtually none at the DCI level. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I feel like DCI might be like, ah, it's a parade. Who cares? <laughs> Obviously, they want to look enough. good, but like it's so, um, what's the word? Automated in their head that it's just like, ah, whatever. And they might just totally forget, like, oh, shoot, my mouthpiece. It's just gone. Right. Oops. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I think to put a number on it, probably the high school level is probably like 15 to 20. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd say about 15 probably. For high school? In a high school level, yeah. Per year? Um, uh, yeah, I'd give it per, per season, yeah, about 15. I was thinking much lower, like maybe five. <laughs> I'd say 15. Because I feel like um, once that first person loses a mouthpiece and everybody's like, oh, crap. I need to make sure yeah. I don't lose my mouthpiece. How many Harsh. would you say a year total? Well, that's what I was thinking. It's probably 15. Oh, no. I meant like the entire nation. I've had us around like five or 6,000. Yeah. Jeez. All that to say, just make sure you, you make sure your stuff's attached. Yeah. <laughs> don't drop your stuff. If you do drop it, tell a staff member as soon as possible. Right. It's just a parade. Or, it's not like it's a competition. Nobody's going to be like, get back and block. Well, it depends because, and we'll talk about this and that's, it's our next point. So we'll use this as a lead in. It depends because when bands are like trying to get to the Rose Bowl or trying to get to the Macy's Day parade, they have to submit tapes. And the only way to get tapes is to do parades or to run parades at your rehearsals. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah, so you have to actually record an audition tape of your band and submit it. Huh. Um, I thought it, and you then, just send in your competition tapes. No, it's a you do a parade tape. Huh. Um, that's what they did for uh, Georgia State. Maybe they've changed it. I don't know. It's been ten years, so. Mm. Um, 
But and then when you're accepted, you go the following year. Right. So like say if you submitted in March, you if for so this year's 2022. So if you submitted in March and you got accepted, you would go to the 2023 right. Macy's Day Parade. So I think it's a big deal um, for to making sure that your stuff doesn't drop. And also, it's damaging your crap, man. Like, hold it together. Right. And and that all comes down to how you practice your parade block. Because we've said it before, you're going to you practice how you perform, man. It, we're serious about that. <laughs> I guess I'm again, just in the camp of, like, parades really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And, like, I guess most of us won't be marching the Macy's or the <laughs> Rose Bowl parade, that was, so... Yeah, that's what was going to be the next thing I was going to say. But on the flip side, right, a lot of parades aren't that, you know, it's just, ah, it's just another parade. Right. So, but how did you guys, so now we're talking about, I mean, how did you guys practice your parade block? Because we, I mean, we just lined it up and you know, here comes the Glock. <laughs> yeah, that was us. It was like maybe 20 minutes each practice the week of and then never again. I mean, it was like, it's just basics block while playing yeah. so it really shouldn't be that much more difficult yep i think the hard part about practicing parade blocks are mm. number one turning and number two um learning how to dress right um because you do it a lot in in you know for the halftime shows or right. the you know but but you're not a lot of the dressing a straight line which is correct. a lot and of work when you think about it yeah you're actually dressing three lines. That's true. <laughs> you're just you're dressing your parallel or your horizontal, your parallel, and your diagonal yeah. all at the same time. Um, and it's uh, constantly, so it's hard. Parades are hard. Okay, like I guess this is like dark, deep secrets from band directors. But do you think like many kids care about dressing at parades? Ultimately, no, no, definitely not. Um, some would argue yes, <laughs> uh, because you and I both know of people that are like, <laughs> right, uh, and then other people that are just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You definitely have those seniors that are like, ah, it's a parade, have fun, and then you have those seniors that are like, this is my last year, we have to be the best that we can be, totally possible, and it's like, it's At a parade, everything, literally everything, right. So, um, but to, but to the dark secrets, um, would be, I think the majority of your students don't care. Yeah. Obviously, like if your line looks like a spaghetti noodle, fix it. But if like two people are like, yeah, if it's relatively there, who's going to care? Just let it go, man. Don't, don't stop your whole parade block to fix that. Right. Just keep going. Yeah, unless you're in yeah, like the going. the president's own band, then, well, then you okay, but look. that's different. Now right. you're talking <laughs> about different things. We're not we're talking about the general masses here, not the elite. Why are okay. you calling us that's peasants? Like, you're also referring to us against the president's own band, the Marines. Yeah, maybe somebody is listening, who's in the president's own, and be like, "Wait a second, we care about lines all the time." We care about everything all the time. Or they might just comment, be like, uh, I'm commenting anonymously. Yeah, we don't care about our lines, but uh, don't hold this. Don't trace this back to me. 
Right. Well, you know, if you want to comment anonymously, yeah, anonymously, go ahead. We will not call you out. We'll just use your comment. All right. So then, here is a hot debate in all the parade, in the parades. Do you line up your parade blocks section by section, or do you do straight down the line? All the woodwinds in one line, all the brass, or not all the brass, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it's evenly yeah. dispersed throughout the parade block, so you get all the sounds together. I think it has to be section by section. You and what I mean by that. that, yeah. And what I mean by it, so I was letting that sink. You know, dramatic pause. Also, is fighting off a yawn, but we're not going to talk about it. Um. <laughs> And to me, ideally, I would have, I think the best place to put Gar is always at the front. I think they're, that's just the best place for it. I don't, I'll, some people put them in the, I don't think that does them justice. They're doing a lot of work on a parade. So um, I say put them at the front. Um, and then followed by, um, to me personally, I would put the woodwinds up front. I would go down score, right? I'd have my, my flutes up front and then, you know, clarinets, saxes, you know, down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have my um, drum line in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have my tubas right behind the, the, the drum line. Um, and then followed again... Uh, in reverse score order, so it would be tubas, then trombone or baritone, mellows, um, mellows and trumpets, because huh. trumpets are really really loud, uh, so they'll sing out, um, mm. and same with trombone, so it's okay if they're in the back. Um, but my question to you, um, I guess I can just answer this question. I don't need to really. We can you can give your answer here in a second. <laughs> For me, to have it set up like that. But then also be at a two-step side-to-side and a four-step in front. So be real close together side-by-side and then farther apart in front. So that way your sound's a little more condensed and it it comes out um, louder when you're condensed. like. Um, However, you're not like right on top of somebody. I think, yeah, most people agree on like the spacing of parades because you don't want to take too much space up and obviously... right. Sometimes you are marching on single lane roads, single single each way, so you only get right. so much space. So, um, I think you're taking a very pragmatic slash compromising way of setting up a parade. So I definitely see bands where it's like all the brass in the front, drumline in the middle, all the woodwinds in the back, <laughs> and, that's um, a- and that's it. <laughs> and that might, and that's like a lot of bands out there. And then I think the way you described it would probably be, what, 10%, 15% of the bands out there that would do it that way? I would probably say 15 to 20, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the rest would be the, you know, each Breath line has this, has the equal <laughs> amount of woodwinds and brass in each area, except maybe, you know, the obviously the drum line is always going to be in the middle. And then, like, the sousaphones would be right with the... um. Drumline, because if you can feel the beat and you can feel the bass, then, like, you don't need the drum major in the parade. 
Well, you really don't, depending on the way that you have your band set up, you typically don't really even use the drum major anyway. Right. They just you, either you, hold you, the sign or they hold the mace. Right. Or they blow, or they do command whistles to start up the next tune. Right. Um, but I, de- I mean, I know HBCU schools do it differently, um, mainly because they have their more entertainment based right um and and i've seen some crazy hbcu parades um where they like bust out and and all dance numbers in the middle of the parade yeah i think Um, they would probably answer all these questions very differently compared to us because they probably put a lot more emphasis on parades correct um and i agree with that so i think but but sorry not i think um you all right, so did you guys do the lines or you guys do the sections like what I described? Uh, I think, yeah, we did sections. Uh, the wounds were in the back at my school, but I know at Kennesaw we did the line by line thing. Um, which, which I wasn't a big fan of. Right. But again, we didn't really do parades at Kennesaw, so I couldn't really say if that really did anything or not, um, yeah. except for that one homecoming parade a year. So. Um, I think the line by line thing can work if everybody's a strong player. So like a college band, cause everybody's there, wants to be there. Um, right. and you usually don't get rookie members joining in college bands. Um, and I think it just brings a nice balance to the band and you can always hear the actual part, your actual section, since they are right behind you instead of beside you. Not necessarily. If you're in the back of that line, you don't hear anything. Oh, that's true. Well, then just put the best players in the back. That that comes from experience. I was always in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but T would always put me in the back because I I yelled really loud, so yeah. I would <laughs> I would yell at people at 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 the traumas if I could see them messing stuff up. So right. She always put me in the back. Um. Yeah. But I think like just in general, wins always sort of get the short stick in parades. <laughs> I agree. I think at all least in high school. really get the short stick in general. In drill. <laughs> Yeah. Um, unless you're really lucky and you're able to march like 30 piccolos and then that is yeah. your like woodwind section because that's the only part that you can really hear when your band is that big and you have a stadium full of like 20, 30,000 people yeah, um, fair enough and then like the saxophones sort of just get lumped with mellophones with their parts so it's like ah you can hear the mellows therefore you can hear the saxes <laughs> yeah fair enough so. Did you guys? I we talked about this a little bit, but so you guys were partially required to wear uniforms. For- uh, yeah. When it was cooler, our band director was like, "Yeah, whatever. We'll see you wear uniforms." Um, and when it's like when it was our first parade of the year, which was like August, like fifth, he was like, "Yeah, there's no way we're gonna wear uniforms. We're gonna just wear t-shirts and uh khaki shorts." So yeah, we I rarely ever marched in a parade with my uniform. That's when good. I was in high school, and the only time I really marched with a uniform on was college. Yeah. Um, and even though that was in high school, parade, so yeah, that was uh, always in October, which right. I guess is a crapshoot in Georgia. In Georgia, yeah, it can but, either be really cold or really hot. Yeah. Um, but in in like high school, all we did was the t-shirt jeans thing, so. Uh, marching in jeans. How was that experience? It wasn't terrible. We only did it at parades, so yeah. um, it wasn't that bad. Um, 
They got if it was like a like a spring parade, mm-hmm. it was it, it was pretty bad because uh, it was hot. Right. <laughs> Um, but that was really the only thing. And then every time we would finish the parade and then everybody would change in the shorts. They, we, yeah. Everybody would bring a string bag and, and then just change in the shorts. So. I just don't understand why they didn't just allow shorts then if everybody brought shorts. So to make it some sort of uniform. But that's not really a good argument. Right, because so. like, there's so many different types of jeans. There's as many types of jeans that are different types of shorts. So it's shorts, like... yeah. Did you, were you yeah. guys allowed to wear sunglasses at parades? Um, I can't remember. Both in high school and I college, I was allowed to wear sunglasses, so that was a nice thing. Yeah, I think we were allowed to wear sunglasses in high school. Of course, I wear glasses, so I, right. I didn't, and I didn't really start wearing contacts until, um, like my senior year of high school into college. So, um, I guess I never really thought about sunglasses in parades. <laughs> so. Um, in college, definitely though, but both at Georgia State and at um, Kennesaw, with sunglasses were okay. Right. Oh, I just feel like, again, what what's the word I'm trying to say here? Most bands treat parades as a more relaxed thing, so I think definitely, if you know your students are going to be in the hot sun, you should let them wear sunglasses. I agree. I agree. Let them wear sunglasses. Even if they're um, wearing their uniforms. Especially if they're wearing their uniforms. They're wearing their uniforms. Get a uniform ball cap and have everyone wear a ball cap. Don't wear the freaking shit or the helmet. Yeah. You don't need it. Um, so, I guess just not really a good way to transition into this part. No, we'll just <laughs> talk about all the cats that are literally congregating around me. <laughs> yeah right all of your 20,000 cats yeah but um you know with the news about the recent attack at the parade in Chicago I think it's prudent for us to talk about it seems to be a, a alarming trend that seems to be happening in America where parades are may not necessarily be a safe thing for people anymore yeah I mean it seems like there's nothing sacred anymore Right. So for those of you that don't know, on July 4th in Highland Park um, in Chicago, Illinois, six people were killed, 30 were injured in a shooting um, at a July 4th parade. Uh, a brief summary of, of the story um, was uh, by AP. Right. Is a gunman on a rooftop open fire on an Independence Day parade in suburban Chicago on Monday, killing at least six people, wounding at least 30, and sending hundreds of marchers, parents with strollers and children, and on bicycles fleeing in terror. Uh, authorities said a man named as a person of interest in the shooting was taken into police custody Monday evening after hours-long manhunt in and around Highland Park. And so, not just with the Highland Park, back in November, there was a Wokesha, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, there was a Christmas parade in November, and there was a truck that um, drove into the parade while the parade was going and struck multiple people, including a marching band, so that resulted in five deaths and more than 40 people injured as well. Um, So, it just seems like maybe, it sucks to say this, but 
you know how schools have active shooter drills maybe now marching bands need to start think of like active awareness drills during parades and maybe we need more staff and volunteers just on the lookout for maybe something that might seem you know suspicious and obviously it's really hard in a parade to be uh proactive about stuff like that because literally you're out in the open um you're not in the school settings so you can't like shelter or hunker down in place but i think maybe um just for you know marching bands are a staple of parades and um they're always going to be part of parades but if this is a continuing thing um we definitely need to make sure that we're doing the best of our ability to protect everybody who's in a parade and maybe we need to find a way to come up with a solution or a, a drill that uh parade goers can take part of which sucks to say again but it's yeah. this is becoming the reality of america it's it this is it's very unsettling to me the amount of shootings the amount of of evil that there are regarding around these events Mm. um for me i know it's always been a problem um in the united states but for me i really i was pretty ignorant to it um because i just because you know it's one of those things i wasn't personally affected so it was and i'm very fortunate for that but I, i couldn't you know i it was hard for me to wrap my mind around what was happening because it wasn't directly affecting me. But ever since the Boston marathon bombing mm-hmm. was when I started paying attention to this kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's crazy to me. And I, I'm, I'm looking farther down in this article. And another thing that, that bothers me is so let me read this to you. So, um, uh, Highland police chief, uh, police chief Lou Yogman Jogman Jogman Yogman um, said a police officer pulled over Robert E. Cremo the third about five miles north of the shooting scene several hours after police released men's photo and image of, an, of his car warned public he was likely the armed assailant authorities initially said he was 22 but FBI bulletin and Cremo's social media said he was 21 so it's not even like old people that are just like older individuals that are just snapping. These are people that are young. Right. And be your and peers. That usually could be is, your peers. Yeah. Usually and is usually, our peers in our age range right now. And, and that's very, that's scary. Um, it, Cause like, and I know a lot of people will hear this and be like, ah, that's not going to happen. It's not, or like, yeah, it's not going to happen to me. Or, right. But that's the same kind of mindset that I had before the Boston marathon bombing. Right. Um, and sure, you might not be affected, but your world is being affected. Absolutely. And it. again, six degrees of separation might feel like a lot, but when you quickly think about six degrees of separation, you're like, oh, like literally. You can know anyone, anybody in the world just by six degrees. Like, you know a friend who knows a friend who knows a friend who knows a friend who knows a friend, and now you literally know everybody in the world, which is ridiculous. Yep. And uh, to, yeah, you you explained it. So it's just keep an eye out um, for for these things. 
I don't necessarily know. I'm not in position or have the experience to be able to say anything about improving safety mm-hmm. on these because um, I am not a city official. I'm not, you know, never been a police officer. I don't, I don't know what the right way to do it. Um, but there's got to be a right way to do it. Yeah. Um, and and I hope that parades can continue to be an event. Because it draws in a lot of people. They're right. a staple to big festivals and things like that. But if this is going to become also a staple, I'd rather not have the events at all. Right. So definitely, uh, if you have concerns about marching and parades, your concerns are very valid. And, you know, I definitely talk to somebody about that and just talk it out. And uh, maybe they might not have solutions or... Um, something that you might want to hear, but I think if we can start talking about it, um, you know, just in the world that we live in now, we always have to think about everything and everybody's feelings about everything is valid. So don't feel like you have to bottle up and say like, Oh, parades don't feel safe to me anymore. Um, right. Cause in reality, there are thousands of people that now say, yeah, that's parade wasn't safe for us. So. Right. And, and if you do feel like there is like something feels uneasy or you think you may have possibly heard inadvertently something. possibly heard something um, and you want to bring it up as a concern, call your city council. Yeah. They have that your, your city council in, in America, that is a public, that's a public domain. Um, you can, you can call them and state your concerns. So, right. and then you, you, I would consider that that's a bare minimum. You've done your part. That's your part. You've let them know that you think there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can take it from there. Yeah. Um, so sorry to go super, super <laughs> negative on us here. Um, but we had to talk about it. It's a big deal. Um, we, we made this podcast as part of this reason is to talk about these kinds of things. So we needed to talk about it. Um, so all the condolences out to all the victims and the victims' families of these, of these shootings. Uh, it's, and I mean, it's, it's never going to be okay. <laughs> Um, that this happened, but you know, hopefully justice serves its its course or does it does its uh, does its thing. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. back into a regular scheduled programming, which I guess that was still part of the regular scheduled right. programming. Um. Have you had in, rain at your parades? Yes, I have. And they and it's terrible. I you put on here you put on here rain can make the best or the worst parade. I have zero experience where it can be the best parade. Okay, well I am a woman and you are a um or not a percussionist a I am a brass player brass person. So you have to play no matter what. No matter what, I hate the rain. Yeah. Did you have to wear gloves at every single parade though? Yes. Every oh, that that sounds awful. Okay, even if you weren't in uniform. Even because you don't want to stain your instrument because the oils from your hands will screw up the brass on the instrument. I mean, I guess so. Um, at my high school was like only the DCI kids who came back would always wear gloves no matter what with their instruments. For um, that reason. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We had one year where it started raining in the middle of the parade. So all the staff came and got the woodwinds instruments and we sort of became like color guard <laughs> um, and marched behind the band. And just did like our stands, you know, what's the word when you'd have like a stands and then you'd have like a little dance routine with the song 
you remember what's that called? Did you guys not do that? Uh, we didn't do it, but I know what you're talking about. Right. Um. Jeez, what is that? Is that? I don't know. Anyways, yeah, um, we would somebody, just somebody educate us, please. Yeah, it was like just our dance routines that we did with all our stand tunes, which was convenient because again, our band director was like, "Yeah, we'll just do stand tunes for the parade." Um. Isn't so we it always just had... called a dance break. Uh, not a dance break, cause like a dance break is when like usually the whole band does it, and it's only like the drum line that's playing. Um, but anyways, that was probably one of our most fun parades because it was like still sunny, but it was still like raining, but it wasn't raining super hard. It was like not even, it was in between drizzle and rain. I don't know. <laughs> Heavy drizzle. There we go. Or light rain. So like it was enough to warrant us to put away our instruments, but like it wasn't like pouring and we're getting absolutely soaked. Um, so that was one of the fun times we've had a rain parade. And again, we didn't have to play, so like save chops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess for like, for, I guess for y'all brass players, you have to play no matter what. Um, it's, so I hate, I hate rain. Okay. Oh, well, okay. In a band setting, I hate rain. Normally, right. I don't hate rain. I'm not hating on rain. It's actually, it's actually like raining outside right now. So I would um, say for woodwinds and guard, assuming the guard doesn't have flags, because oh dear lord, rain on flags is awful. Oh man, yeah it is. And there are some guard instructors out there like, mm, you have to use your flag no matter what, even if it's pouring. And you're like, my flag just went from like two pounds to twelve pounds. <laughs> I can't wait until we get one of my favorite people, Cody Seegers, on here, mm -hmm. who is a massive guard instructor, WGI right. me medalist, and oh, oh man, he. He will uh, uh, light that up. So we need to pin that and bring that up yeah. to him. Yeah, because one of our guard instructors, it had rain just before our drill rehearsal block before a competition. So there's puddles everywhere in the in the in the parking lot that we were warming up in. And he decided that the guard was going to warm up with their beautiful double-handed flags that are pretty big. And they had no. like the the textured wave in them, so that when you like yeah. sp when you wave them, you see the flutter effect and everything. So like when our flags were on point, our GE score went through the flipping roof because like those flags basically just made our our ballad really good. And so he made them practice with the the ballad flags, and obviously you would come down, put your arms down, and the flags would just soak in the water. And then comes competition time, you know, 15 minutes later, like, oh, sorry, we can't use the flags because they're soaked now. Yeah, I was like, no, you literally just ruined our ballad. Because our guard was always winning first overall. So even if the band was placing like fourth or third overall and like first in the, the, the caption, our guard would always win first. So it was like, man, our scores are going to tank. But I digress. I think we... I think we were both fortunate on that. Our guard also placed very well yeah. uh, through ours. So, um, yeah, I can see how rain can be more of a downside than a good side. But, uh, I don't know, just try to get, I guess, just try to make the best of it. Because I think most band directors out there will know when that limit is of, like, hey, no, everybody needs to put their instruments away. Um, or, hey, no, yeah. we shouldn't be in this braid anymore. Um, so, I guess, just know that your staff probably has done a ton of things in the rain and they have learned through experience what is good or maybe not good but is okay 
<laughs> what's for acceptable. The parade. Yeah. So, you know, um, if you've never been a parade that's rained, I guess lucky you. Um, I guess if you're in like Arizona, you probably will never see rain at a parade. <laughs> um, so. And if you've never been in a parade, but you're a musician, yeah. I think you could still march in a parade. Yeah. Have you ever heard of any marching bands that have like plucked people from their like symphonic programs and been like, hey, you're going to march in this parade with us? Yeah, absolutely. There's also homeschool bands that do that. Oh, that's true. Um, and and some high schools may not have a marching band, but they get their their like ensembles together and they march in the parade. Yeah. So I have, yeah, absolutely. I have seen sometimes like a flatbed eighteen wheeler. They'll just put everybody on that flatbed, and they'll yeah, just drive the eighteen wheeler really slowly. And they'll just play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So I think any musician could march in a parade. Yeah. Um, because it's a good part of it. Music is 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 a integral part. Of, yeah, and I feel like if you can carry a beat, you can uh move your legs at that beat. <laughs> Listen to our awesome beat. Were you there for that? No. Oh man, Doc, no. That's a we can go into. That's not important for this. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think that's cover that about covers everything for raids. Don't you think so? Anything we're missing? I've, there's probably no, something I'm... that somebody's going to mention, like, wow, I can't believe you didn't talk about this. This is, like, the number one thing about parades. And so then we can do another episode on parades. We can yeah. do multiple episodes on any of the things we talk about. Oh, here's one. Uh, did you Were you guys allowed to wave at people after the set ended and it was just a drum break? Uh, um, No, I was no. not. You guys always had to do your horns up and down and your horn flashes. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah, we were allowed to wave. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, just wave at people, especially young kids, if they're waving at you. Because you're yeah, leaving nice. an impression on them. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. looking cool, but you're going to look much cooler if you're wearing sunglasses and you wave at them. So, Yep. You're going to be like a celebrity to those kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. That person waved at me. Oh, my God. Especially even better if they remember that the band parents that were walking with the band gave out candy to them, too. Uh, right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so this has been the episode about parades. Um, this has been Harrison, and I'm James. Uh, this is a marching arts podcast, your guide to all things marching. You can find us on all the socials at the Marching Arts Pod. That's P-O-D. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.